0: It's kind of amazing to remember how cute your child was when they were little. Um, Just adorable, right? And then he or she becomes a teen, and that same cute little child is now sassing off at you and smarting off and oftentimes doing that in public. Uh Uh-oh. I'm John Fuller here with our Vice President of Parenting, Dr. Danny Huerta. And uh, Rhonda Staphy walked through this very scenario with one of her teenage sons, and she shared about that with Jim Daly and me.
1: Rhonda, describe the common battle moms have with teenage sons uh, it's like a tug of war between the boy's independence and mom's perception of her little boy yeah I, we're looking at pictures right now, so we're seeing all these you ever done that i mean mm-hmm. you, you find a file on the computer that has all the kids' pictures from like two to five, mm-hmm. and Gene and I have just been sitting there <laughs> looking at these pictures you got to check this He's one out and it, it was so cute, you know you remember that little boy, and now you know now they're independent more and more and they're not the same little boys that we were raising back then so it's a sweet spot mm-hmm. and good memories but but that tug of war in that little boy how how do you how does a mom you know allow that independence to occur because you can go one of two directions you smother it mm-hmm. or you help feed it
2: mm-hmm. or the third option is you just give up a lot right. of times moms are just like they'll figure it out and off they go and it you know it's the best I can do uh, I think for me, uh, as Brandon and I were wrestling with him trying to break free from me as his authority figure, uh, men crave respect. We know that. And I talk in here about how sons crave our respect. So when I'm talking down to him as a little boy, that is just raising up in him, like, why don't you see me as a man? And I remember like just trying to get Brandon to do the chores he'd always done. And Steve would come home, I'd be in tears. And so one day, I was just like, I can't do it anymore. And Steve said, I will take over, but you have to tap out and let me have this.
1: And not nag Steve.
2: And, and here's the thing. <laughs> is that what he and, was yes, saying? Yeah. And How did not, you know? And, you just
1: clarify <laughs> the vocabulary. And not
2: rescue him. Because yes. that's what we as moms do. Look, your son is blah, blah, blah. And then dad says, you're grounded and you can't go to that thing you were wanting to go to. And then, you know, we're like, oh, not, not that. And then we do it in front of the kid and we pull the kids' respect right out from under dad because we defend them from the very person they wanted us to rescue. Now we're like, he's, he's being too harsh. That's too hard. You shouldn't let him do that. So when one of the stories that I love to tell was when Brandon was doing all of these things and not doing it with the, the respect that I thought he that I deserved, Steve said, okay, I'm in control. Your mom, you no longer answer to your mom. And you could tell Brandon kind of was like, finally, she's nuts. And he <laughs> said, but now you work for me. And I'm not an easy task master. Tomorrow, I want you to dig a ditch from our house to the wood barn. And it was quite a distance. And uh, the Sounds section- like prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The <laughs> section in there is called the Ditch Digger. And it's that story. Yes. And he dug with a pick and shovel. And the ground is super hard where we live. And he came in at the end of the day, wasn't done. And he had blisters on his hands. And I fully expected Brandon to be angry that he had to work so hard all day. And Steve had said, I have to back up. He's In the morning when he left for work, he said, do not remind him. If he does not do it, do not coax him to do it so he doesn't get in trouble. He'll answer to me when I get home. You are out. Do not even mention it, which, you you know, you're like, oh, okay. So when Brandon comes in the house, when Steve came home, Brandon popped up his little chest and said, Dad, come, let me show you how far I dug. I'm like, who is this kid? Like freaked out over having to sweep the kitchen. And now he wants to show this ditch that he dug. And then he said, Dad, I've got blisters on my hands and I have to play my guitar on Sunday for worship. Can I have some gloves so I can do more tomorrow? (laughs) <laughs> Who is this kid? But, you know, we as women, we know we're going to sweep the floor today and probably tomorrow unless we let the dog in to eat the crumbs and get by. But that's just a menial task that we know has to be done and we're going to do it. But what I found with Brandon is he was not energized by that task. At that adolescent age, he wanted work that he felt proud of, of something that he accomplished at the end of the day. I don't, didn't see that as a mom, but through Steve's eyes, I saw what Brandon was longing for. So as I just tapped out and let him answer to his father, I remember when Brandon was asking permission to go somewhere, I'm like, "I I'm not allowed to give you permission. Well, Dad's counseling. I can't knock on the door. I'm like, I'm I'm not allowed. I'll get in trouble, and that was a turning point for Brandon and I because he knew he couldn't manipulate me to get his way to do whatever. Uh, and then I handed him his manhood. Hey, dude, can you help me lift that? It's really heavy for me. It, it, and I watched him rise to the occasion. Now, some are listening, going, "I don't have a dad like that in my life. I don't have. I'm a single mom, and we talk about single moms in here, or you're a mom, but your husband just doesn't want to be involved." You need to expose your sons to godly mentors. And I think of Lois and Eunice in Scripture who raised Timothy. And the apostle Paul came along and he said, it's because of the influence of your mom and your grandma Mm -hmm. that you were ready to receive the gospel when Paul delivered it to him. Paul handed the very mantle of his ministry to a son that was raised... Probably by a single mom at that point, because his father, who was not a believer, had probably died is what historians believe. His mom and his grandma prepared him for the ministry that God was going to call him to. And the apostle Paul became his godly mentor.
1: And that's an awesome thing. And I I love that concept of for a mom
0: handing manhood to her sons. Danny, uh, Rhonda was addressing... Mothers and sons, let's flip the coin, uh, speak to dads now. So, how can a father be ready for that little girl becoming uh, a teenager and and maintaining a relationship and, and godly influence in her life?
3: I mean, that always goes very perfectly, John. Uh, it did for it's, me. It's, just, it's beautiful. And, and for you too, right? I don't even know what we're talking about. It's this easy. For sure. Yeah, yeah it's so easy. thanks for listening yeah, today. That's right. <laughs> well, really, uh, it, it's, it's interesting to see girls go into the teen years and Uh, there's a sense of natural insecurity that comes with that. Uh, Confidence wanes uh, at that that age. It's very natural for that to happen. They begin to question, am I lovable, am I not? They lean it further into those friendships. I know with my daughter, she's 16 now, we've had many conversations about confidence. Uh, Just all of a sudden it it changed. And uh, she did uh, pull away into a different place in our relationship which meant that I needed to pull towards her. I've told countless dads to do this in counseling, and now it was my turn to step in that invitation towards my daughter, invite her to, hey, let's. I'm going to go to the store. Honey, why don't you, I'd love for you to come with me, uh, and and I just want to talk to you about a few things. And I look for questions that I'm going to ask down the, the road about things she's involved in or involved with so that she sees that I'm interested in who she is. That's the part of confidence that begins to wane for girls. Do people really care about who I am or not? I still write her notes. I try to compliment her in an honest way, not just a, oh, just because I love you way. It's, I've noticed this thing. You did this well, and I saw it. And I noticed how you responded to your mom. Man, that was it was hard for you, and you did it well. Um, I, I've done some uh, kind of more playful invitations to her uh sometimes i've tackled her just just tackle just to be playful and fun and that creates attachment knows appropriately it that, appropriately yes. yeah, yeah yeah just just fun and we're laughing laughter creates attachment yes. and connectedness yeah. and sometimes life can get so serious and uh and we have so many responsibilities that we forget the the easy part that's laughing and, and playfulness in our home and as dads you bring that in into the home and even if your daughter rolls her eyes at you and go, oh my goodness she loves that. Mm-hmm. And consistently I've heard daughters say that either I miss out about my dad or I love it when my dad does that. Just know that your daughter still longs to be pursued by you as her dad, just differently. It's just different. That's it. And uh, so don't stop. Just because she's created a little distance, she's trying to uh, create some independence, and that is a healthy step. Now it's about building the relationship and building truths into your daughter in very uh, relational ways. And that could even be writing, like we've talked about before, writing with a chalk marker on the mirror and writing her a note yeah. remind her of reminder mm-hmm. of who you think she is. Yeah, I
0: had one uh, daughter with whom I had this ongoing nighttime note uh, leaving. So she'd be out, and I would grab just something and write a note for her, and that became a source of some creative back and forths. So I would take like a a cracker box and I'd play off of something that was on the box labeling and I would make a pun or something for her and say goodnight. And I'd wake up and she had responded with another pun on that. So mm-hmm. it became something of what can I find that I can have some fun with and some laughter with my daughter even when I'm not talking to her directly face-to-face. Yeah. So thanks for that reminder. These are important things that should carry over uh, into adulthood, and it's never too soon to start having those fun moments, especially kind of inoculate the relationship and do these things before they hit the teen years, right?
3: Right, and John, I mean, recently I was, my my daughter was reading something on making bath bombs, right? And Which that's I think is something that, that women like, right? Yeah, this it's is t- kind
0: of a fragrance <laughs> thing, or right, a uh, fragrance
3: thing. She she was wanting to do lotion, soap, those things, and uh, I remembered that. And I said, hey, I, I remembered you were reading about that and wanted to make that. Can I? Can you teach me how to do that? Can we make that together? And uh, what a special time. We had some good laughter, creativity, and uh, now she remembered that and said, hmm. hey, can we make bath bombs again? Yeah. And she pursued it. Uh, so look for those interests that your daughter has and pursue her. Got it.
0: Well, if this uh, seems like a place where it's just impossible for me to start rebuilding and I can't even imagine having laughter with my, uh, my child... Uh, reach out to us. We have a caring team of Christian counselors and a free phone consultation is available to you. We have donors who make that possible. So uh, call 800-the letter A in the word family and ask to talk to one of our counseling team members. Again, 800-the letter A in the word family. If things are pretty okay, but you just need some encouragement along the way, then um, get a copy of Rhonda Stapi's book, Moms Raising Sons to be Men. It is an excellent resource for any mom with a boy, uh, regardless of the age of that son. And you'll find details about the book online. We'd ask for a donation of any amount to kind of cover the cost of sending you the book. So please donate as you can, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. Uh, Help us do ministry together, and uh, we'll say thanks by sending that book to you, Moms Raising Sons to be Men. Details about the book, about donating, and about our counseling team are all in the show notes. Next time, Mylan and Kay Yurkovich talking about being vulnerable with your children. It'll be a great conversation. Uh, For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting podcast.